Hey girl, hey, it's your host V-Baby. What's up? I wanted to personally welcome and thank you for tuning into the Golly Girl Talk podcast. This is the podcast where you will find raw and unfiltered conversation regarding a variety of real life topics ranging from depression, generational curses, relocation, relationships, you name it, you've been through it. We're discussing it here each week. And here is the deal. We will be applying scripture to each and every topic. My goal is to show you how to let the Bible be the governing factor of your life so that you may experience the supernatural peace and joy God created us all to live in. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hello, godly girls. It is your host, Ballora, and I am back again with season three. We made it past season two. Um, You guys have heard the recap. Um, And I hope that you guys enjoyed season two. I truly enjoyed recording it and um, just allowing God to pour into me through that season. I learned a lot um, through all the different topics that we went through. And I'm super, super excited for season three. Um, I'm going to go ahead off the back and tell y'all, which I think I've already shared in other episodes, that the title is The Untouched Part. And I have the very own writer, um, as she calls herself, not the author, but the writer, Miss Eunice Pauline Ola Tanji. I hope I pronounced it correct. Um, <laughs> I should have pronounced. I should have practiced that before. But I have her on with me um, as we go through this season um, of the Untouched Part. She's going to share with you. Um, during today's episode, some background information, just some um, inspiration of what, you know, led her to write this book um, and just what she has learned from this book. And so we are about to kind of do our first initial dig in today. And I hope that y'all are excited to um, to join with us. First, I want to share just what made me want to devote a whole season to the untouched part um, book. So just a little background for those of you who don't know, which you know, if you've listened to any of the episodes, well, the episode with Eunice and I, um, because she's been on the podcast before, you will know that she is a, a close sister of mine um, all the way in Lagos, Nigeria. Um, but I met Eunice on my lovely Bible app that I tell you guys about all the time. Um, it is my my social media. Um, and so uh, she reached out to me and it, she'll have to tell you the story of how God put it on her heart. Um to reach out to me, but she reached out to me, um, via email through the Bible app. And, um, she, you know, just introduced herself and, you know, told me about this amazing, um, piece that she had wrote, um, during the pandemic and, um, how she just wanted me to read it. And, you know, if I was uh, interested in giving a review, uh, on my podcast. And so, um, I read it, uh, it took me a very long time to read it, by the way. So, um, do not, I encourage everybody to purchase this book right off the bat. Um, but I hope that through these episodes, you will see why you should purchase it, but do not feel, um, guilt or shame if you are not able to, uh, read it in a, in a, in a decent period of time. Like, you know, most books I can read in less than like two weeks. Well, um, this book took me like, I want to say a combined of like six months. Now I can't say that I was fully devoted to reading it only and not other books like the Bible itself and um, other books that I, you know, um, compare uh, alongside the Bible. Um, But um, it's just heavy. It's really heavy. And a lot of times I had to go back and read everything that I read before. Um, So basically I would take the bookmark out and go back and read everything that I read that was before the bookmark and then I'd read a little bit more so you know I was just basically taking it in small pieces um digesting each piece because I am a person that I don't like to do anything in vain so I am not going to um read something just for the sake of reading it um I want to be able to uh have a solid understanding of what I've read um how to apply that to my life and so that's why I'm just not going to read just any old thing um I definitely try to be led by my spirit and what I'm supposed to read and what's going to grow me and what's going to help me in my walk with Christ. So um, anyways, without further ado, um, the the reason that I wanted us to read this book is um, because it it really uncovers um, a lot of what's not talked about in 
uh, churches today, what's not talked about in Christian conversations among other Christians. Um, and, you know, just to give a definition of what I feel like is a Christian is a follower of Christ. Simply put, um, it's not a Baptist. It's not a Methodist. It's not a Catholic. It's not any of that. It's truly just a follower of Christ. So that's my definition of a Christian. Let me just put that out there. So it's not talked about in, you know, the, the contents in this book is not talked about in Christian conversations. Um, it's not talked about in Christian homes. Um it's not talked about at all. And it's really the more heavier part of it, which I think is omitted from a lot of conversations and sermons because we like the sweet. We like the light. We like the, oh, come follow Jesus. It's the best thing you'll ever do. And by all means, it is the best thing you'll ever do, but it will not feel like the best thing that you'll ever do. And so this book uncovers a lot of that. Um, it also talks about how to identify uh, false teachers. And I love what Eunice says is that this book is very scripture heavy. And then she also makes the note that on that ground, there is no appeal. So meaning like you're not going to be able to fight Eunice for this book or for the contents of this book, because for one, she's not the author two it's scripture heavy so that she basically has no um no ground but the scripture in this so meaning that if you want to fight you want to fight with the scripture you want to fight with the holy god and um i i don't know that there's been anybody um that has ever won that fight but by all means if you feel like you you feel like you want to do it fight you know <laughs> um but yeah so i'm gonna shut up now um Eunice, uh, just open up telling them a little bit about you um, and, I, you know, just where you're from, um, what you do every day, because you do some amazing things in the world uh, in your regular um, job. And um, and then we'll jump into the questions. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much, Bellora. Thank you for the opportunity. And thank you this opportunity as well to be able to talk about the untouched part my baby of a book um so my name is Eunice um Pauline you see on the back of the book uh Pauline is not a name that my parents gave to me I was named Eunice uh by my parents but um when I was reading the um the bible the holy bible you know just reading the life of the apostle Paul I'm like this man is me he studied law I also studied law he was a chief sinner I was a chief sinner we were called by grace I was called by grace you know devoted to the cause of Christ because of the gospel and you know just how he even needs to just think and you know his sense of humor like if you don't get it you just don't get it but Paul was a very funny man so yes that's where pauline came from uh yeah so i'm a lawyer but i'm not exactly currently practicing i don't think that god would take me back to that path eventually but currently i'm in the education sector so i find myself around a lot of children oh i'm also a professional aunt i actually have a professional aunt shift um you know because um i have about seven or yeah seven uh six nieces and six nephews and one niece I don't know, well, six boys and one girl. I always mix up, you know, the um, masculine, feminine size of niece and nephew. But um, <laughs> yes, I call myself a professional aunt. Um, I have three of them who actually live with uh, me and my parents right now. Um, so yes, I'm always around children and the education sector. Um, I have, by the grace of God, a history page titled um, Sermons on the Go um, at Instagram. It's also uh, Sermons on the Go, www.sermonsonthego.com. It has a space on the web. I turned 30 recently and I, um, by the grace of God, created a beautiful, beautiful website um, called www.faithful30.com. So that's mm -hmm. faithful30.com. I just shared 30 life lessons so far, 30 life verses, 30 hymns. I love hymns. I can sing hymns all day and all for the rest of my life. Um, yes, and um, aside from that, I read my Bible, you know, just trying to grow in my knowledge of God, you know, grow in grace, you know, just live a life worthy of the call that God has so graciously placed upon me. So, yes, um, I'm the fourth out of five children. Uh, I have two brothers and two sisters. And, um, yes, I have two lovely parents uh, who are also devoted to god i grew up in a christian home you know my salvation journey was not that straightforward but um i thank god for grace um 
who called me out of darkness into his marvelous light. Yeah. Amen. 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 Um, so just wanted to share a little bit. Um, you know, Eunice talked about her 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 uh role in the education field uh in Nigeria and um those beautiful kids are just so amazing. I get to get some inside scoops um, because I'm, um, you know, fairly a close friend of Eunice. And so she shares some uh, details with me. And so she recently had them to write her students. That's them I'm referring to. Um, but she recently had her students to write about the resurrection of Christ. And um, in writing that she wanted, she did like a, a first and second place like challenge type thing and on who you know could you know could give the best writing and it was and, she, and so just how I got in, included in that she uh nominated me as one of the judges I was so grateful to God for the opportunity I was weeping um just at the letters that these young Miller, ladies wrote everything by the way oh my gosh I was weeping lord it just like it bless my heart and I and I and I say weeping because you know weeping is is not always a bad thing weeping or mourning mm -hmm. is not a bad thing it definitely wasn't a mourning I would say it was a joyful cry um but these beautiful kids were like writing oh my gosh just the the songs of their heart about Jesus and it was so so breathtaking refreshing it's like oh to be a little kid again and to think like they think um it was it was amazing and so um they just it, god i can't speak about speak enough about it and so just to know that you know eunice is she's definitely a professional aunt um i i agree with her on that but she's also teaching young children in you know in the schools there about christ and that to me is another level of warfare for one because that's the next generation and so you know the enemy is after that generation because you know he goes ahead he's like let me go ahead and catch these kids while they're young and so Eunice is in that race uh with you know with Christ uh you know going ahead of the enemy so I just uh, I just wanted to point that out. And I just thank you, Eunice, for that amazing work that you're doing. And you've also talked to uh, my foster son, um, who we name as KB on the podcast. And so um, but yeah. And so I just appreciate that uh, that piece of you as well. Yeah. So but anyways, let's jump into how did the idea about the untouched come apart? Like, tell us, like, where were you? What were you doing? Um, like when that idea came about, how did it come about? All of that. Like we want to relive that, if you will. You know, I wish there was an idea behind it because then it would have been like, oh, I set out to do something and I completed it, you know, because one thing I struggle with is finishing things I start. You know, um, somebody at work actually said to me, Eunice, you're so good at starting things, but I wish you would just finish, which you know, God is, you know, which I, I'm praying that God will help me. Um, so I wish there was an idea and then I can say, yes, I brought my idea to life. If I could bring all the ideas I have to life, I'll probably be like a billionaire sitting somewhere right now. But it's just clear that the untouched part was not an idea. It was, it was just completely God, absolutely God. And when I look back at that time, I still marvel at, wow. That means the Holy Spirit actually came upon me and walked through me because I look at this book and I'm like, it's not even, it's not, you know, I don't even like talking about the book as a writer because the book and I'm just, you know, but um, yeah, so it wasn't an idea. It was the year 2020. Um, everybody was at home. You know, there was a global lockdown and I just found myself reading the Bible more. I was just reading the Bible, reading Christian um, literature, reading a lot of Christian history. Um, so I was just at home, not doing as much work because my work, even though we're doing online classes and I'm not exactly like a teacher. So my work is more of, it's everywhere. It cuts across all the areas of the um, school, but my work is mostly physical because I'm not exactly always teaching. So like, I don't have a class attached to myself. So I had a bit more time on my hands. So I was reading scripture a lot and reading. And then I remember 
my dad will ask me so what are you doing how are you spending your time and oh my goodness that's like the worst question anybody can ask me because i don't spend my time like badly but at the end of the day like i don't know how to explain that oh i'm just reading like because it should just sound like what do you mean you're reading are you a student you know type of thing what are you doing what are your plans you know so um i had this episode with you know my dad at home where you know i you know had an outburst you know my parents, you know, just like they don't understand me, da 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 da, and then they were like, "Oh yeah, so you need to go for a retreat. So we think you need a break." So, um, there's I go to the Redeemed Christian Church of God. I mean, I'm in Nigeria, and it's one of the, you know, biggest, you know, most popular um churches. Um, so they have this um camp. They have this Redeemed Camp, which is like a city on its own. Um, it's somewhere outside Lagos, where I live. It's in another state called Open State. So we happen to have a house there and um, I, they, so they advised that I just go to the camp for a retreat and just be on my own. And honestly, I was so happy to just go and be away and, you know, just retreat. So I just went with my Bible and a suitcase of an interrupted study of my Bible and books. And literally that was what it was. I just went there. And then I remember um, when I got there, you know, um, uh, I can't even, there are so many details. And even if I, if I start saying all the details, like we'll just not live here, just, just different things that, happened but then as i was studying um having different encounters different different encounters with god um it just came across um i shortly after i got there i think about four days after i got there god asked me and said are you here for me or are you here for me um and Mm. that was my cue to you know cut off everything so i had to delete my instagram i deleted linkedin i remember i was in linkedin premium and when I send them an email, because to delete LinkedIn, you need to send an email. So when I send them the email, uh, they were like, oh, it's, it's going to take seven days. Or I don't know, or because I'm on premium. So it's not really straightforward because I still had like my billing running. So I was like, no, take the money. I don't want to exhaust. I just need my LinkedIn deleted immediately. So I deleted Instagram, deleted WhatsApp, took out my SIM card from my phone. You know, so it was literally now just me and God. And oh my goodness, I would always look back at the year 2020 and just thank God for how much I grew in my knowledge of God. You know, I studied the Bible so much and honestly, I'll give anything to just have that experience. So it was just me and God. And then the instruction came, you know, write a book as I was reading. And I'm like, write a book. If you read the book, it's more of this is on the first um chapter, like, you know, just gave a bit of um how that came around to write a book. And he used an encounter, you know, with um, a message actually by um, Stephen Furtick and uh, T.D. Jakes. Um, a long story again, how that happened. He used that and a child to confirm to me. So, you know, I said how I cut off everything, but I had internet. So I was able to still use the internet, even though I wasn't exactly speaking to people. So I had Wi-Fi. So I was able to still and, you know, do research online and all of that. So um, he said I should write a book, confirmed it in two very frightening encounters with that um, sermon by T.D. Jackson, Stephen Furtick, and then with the little child. So, you know, yeah, so that was how it just came about. And then I asked him what's the title of the book. And then he said, just start writing. And then on a Thursday morning, I was in the bathroom. I was brushing my teeth. The title came, The Untouched Part. You know, I didn't want to write my name as the title of the book because I'm like, okay, it's not about me. So I don't want people to not want to buy the book you know because people know me for different things like people know me as different things so i'm like i don't want to cool people off by putting my name as the author of the book or the, t- the writer of the book and then god is like he gave me a passage one peter two nine you know um your chosen generation a royal priesthood um, a peculiar people and holy nation his own special people mm-hmm. that you may proclaim the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into the marvelous light so it's not about being ashamed of who you are but coming forth to show that yes i've been in darkness but i've been called forth and you know this is evidence of what you know god has done so yes so he told me to um put the title there and um i was like the next question was how am i going to publish the book you know nigeria doesn't have a big reading culture um of the book nigeria doesn't have a big um sorry reading culture of books you know where um so i was trying to figure out how am i going to publish the book and then god was like don't worry i'll sort that out Long story short, I got a publishing contract with this um, company in um, America. They're located in Chicago, Illinois. They're called Caris Publishing. Amazing, amazing people. So, yes, um, all of this started in July. And by September or October, I had a published book internationally. And, you know, just mind-blowing and just amazing. So, yeah. Wow. I don't know if anybody else is... I mean, I've heard this before. Um, I've heard a little bit of it anyways about the retreat. Listen, that retreat, 
to be able to go away and be by yourself with the Lord, that is an opportunity that a lot of people are not afforded um, for various reasons. But I do believe that um, as first Peter two and nine said that you are a chosen and it's not, you know, it's not specialing you or anything like that. It's, it's God's divinity. It's God's plan for your life, for you to have that time away for the purpose of writing the untouched part. Um, a lot of people don't have the, well, I won't say a lot of people, no one else had the, um, the calling to write untouched part, but you did. And so that's why you were afforded the retreat. And it's just so beautiful to hear and, and see it from a spiritual perspective. So I won't dig too much into what you said, but I, I, Lord, I don't know what your plans are for me, but, uh, a retreat like what Eunice had would be nice to add into that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Whatever you want to purpose through that retreat, I'm here for it, okay? Um, I don't know what I'm asking for either because I don't know what your purpose is. Um, but, hey, I know it's going to go for your glory, and that's that's all I want to do. So, anyways, but the retreat, add that to me, Lord. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, no, um, that was beautiful, Eunice. Um, absolutely beautiful. So, the untouched part, I am, you know, sitting here with the book and the colors, the, the cover of the book, um, and I'm going to link everything. Y'all, we want you to purchase this book. Um, this is not like, you know, for the sole purpose of selling this book, but we want you to be intrigued through what we're saying, through what Eunice is saying, really, um, as the writer, to purchase this book. I mean, you will not regret it. If you are hungry and you are wanting to grow in Christ, if you are like the four, um, the, the person who wrote the foreword, I think last name Ngozi, um, and I could be pronouncing it incorrectly, but I know what Ngozi, by you the way. You pronounced it perfectly. To... Oh, awesome. Because I actually had a boss, her last name was Ngozi, and I'm going to have to follow up to see what her first name was or is um so i can see i'm sure you may know her she's definitely from nigeria so it's just so amazing how god put things together and i just read it again this morning and i was like oh my gosh what about can't think of her first name but dr ngozi but um from the va hospital in martinsburg west virginia but nevertheless we'll we'll talk about that later um so we were talking about the cover oh i was talking about i just went i'm sorry y'all this is the attention deficit, no focus velour, okay? Bear with me. Um, I was talking about if you're hungry, if you are like the person who wrote the foreword, like a deer uh, panting by the water, like waiting, just waiting for God, just needing God, just desperately seeking God. If that's you, this book is for you. Um, if you are wanting to go deeper, if you know that there is something deeper than where you are, um, in Christ, then this book is for you. Okay, so now that I got that out of the way, the untouched part, the cover of the book, the book cover, the colors, talk about that, the title. So when I was thinking of the cover to write um, to do for the book, um, you know, initially what I was wanted to do was a picture of my face, like halfway divided into one side with makeup, one side without makeup, and then have my face there. Then my publishers sent, um, they got a um, graphic artist to send different designs. So there were like different covers that they had sent, you know, some with a bit of something more attractive because the cover is so boring, like it's white and black and then <laughs> a bit of red, you know. So um, I don't even know how um, this whole thing just came, but I was like, and I would just say it's just God was just working out everything, how he'll have it. But the white, black and red is simply all the colors you'll find in the Bible. This is a big nothing there's no point making it sound look exciting on the out and then people read the book and they're like what sort of book is this you know <laughs> let it look boring and let it be like that um you know like an earthen vessel with um treasures inside but yeah i just kept it you know decided to go simple there's been criticism on how you know it's quite simple there's been praises on how it's 
cover anytime i look at it i'm so happy it couldn't have been a perfect cover and i just thank god that it's just a simple black white and red the colors you find in the holy bible and that's it wow i never i never knew that part um and that 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 inspiration behind that cover is just as you stated it's simple um and everything doesn't have to be oh my gosh wow um, because the book cover is just simply that. It's the cover of the book. It's not, you know, meant to entice you or meant to, um, you know, have you look at the cover all the time. You got to read the content. So, okay. The Untouched Part. What is that title? What does that mean? Hmm. So there's a parable of the dummy cake, which um, is part of the um, forward, of, rather the preface of the book. Mm -hmm. um, you know, just... I remember when my sister got married in 2015, one of my um, older sisters, when we're shopping for um, um, her cake, you know, they were showing us different designs, you know, at the bakery. And then one of the cakes we chose, we're now trying to pick a flavor. And they were like, oh, we don't need to pick a flavor of the cake because it's a dummy cake. Like there's nothing inside. And I'm like, how are we going to spend that much for an inedible edifice? Like we're just going to spend that much. And then, you know, that, that's, that's sort of, I guess, that happened. And then fast forward to 2020, one day I was standing in front of the mirror and then God just said to me, you know, you're like the dummy cake. You're uh, beautiful on the outside, you're pretty, but what do you have inside of you? Mm. So do you touch that part? Like you, you spend so much time, you know, doing makeup, you know, you spend, spend so much time beating your face, looking good and all that, but what is really inside of you? we touch our faces, we touch all those things, but do we actually touch the inside part of us, which is really ourselves? Our beauty is going to fade, you know. The Bible says, Psalm 39 verse 4, that all, man altogether in his best state is vanity. And when we go, our beauty fades like a moth, you know. So when our beauty fades, what is inside of you? You know, so that is it, that untouched part. And the untouched part is a book that is intended to touch, just like Velora said, it's those things we don't speak about. You know, somebody who read the book from Canada reached out to me and she said to me, this book is, of course, she had praises for the book. And she said, this is a book that unfortunately will be hated by most people because mm -hmm. of how brutal it is, how mm -hmm. honest it is. You know, and, you know, the worst thing anybody can think is that um, I'm trying to sound self-righteous or come from a high horse you know which who somebody who reviewed the book said i think i showed you that review velora mm -hmm. said i need grace i need and i'm like oh gosh this person does not even know me if i like it's not even anything about self-righteous like i just got emotional when you were talking about the book because i'm like god i kind of even feel embarrassed writing this book because i'm like my life is still so far from what this book is even trying to encourage people to do like so god why would you choose me you know, but, you know, God gave me something last night, you know, just to encourage me and um, just ensure, you know, um, reassure me, you know, so I'm encouraged by that. But um, yes, um, that is it really, those parts of ourselves, you know, at some point when I was writing the book, I was like, I think I should just write this book and read it and just apply the lessons to my life, you know, but the, but the instruction rather was I should publish the book, you know, so it was published. And um, yes, that's it really, just touching that on that part of ourselves that we do not touch and we just like to shy away from. Listen, 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 listen. Listen, people, listen. I am over here on fire. If I wasn't recording this podcast, I'll be running around this house right now. Um, God is amazing. Eunice, you said something and I want to address it. You said, I feel unworthy of writing this book and my life does not reflect what I'm talking about what I wrote about in this book if that does not speak the glory of God if that does not speak the inspiration of God I believe Paul I believe Peter I believe John I believe Jeremiah I believe Ezekiel I believe Esther I believe all these people who wrote inspired by God would say the same thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. They would say the same thing. They would be like, Paul said it. The things yeah. that I want to do that I should be doing, I don't yeah. do. That's my verse. <laughs> That's my chapter. He Romans said chapter. it. <laughs> yeah. And that yeah. is the beauty of God. It's like when you humble yourself under God's mighty hand, 
He will exalt you. Not in the way you think you're going to be exalted, but this way. Eunice wrote this book. She was the vessel. There is spiritual warfare that comes from this book. There's many times, and I don't want to share Eunice's personal thing, personal uh, issues that she shared with me, but I believe that she's okay with a, a piece of it. There's many times that Eunice was under deep warfare because she wrote this book. She was obedient to God and wrote this book. That that gets you that gets you warfare. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's yeah. why the enemy I always tell you, Eunice, the enemy wants you dead. Anyway, you just like you should leave me alone. Just go. Leave me alone. I don't oh gosh. But yeah. Mm-hmm. He wants that's you true. dead. He said he'll leave you alone. Do what he's telling you to do. That's what he said. Do what he's telling you to do and he'll leave you alone. But no, you can't because God has plans for you to reach the ends of the earth with this book. You're reaching all parts of the earth. And I believe that through this episode, through this podcast, that people are going to pick this book up, even in fear, pick it up and allow God to do what he is trying to do in their lives. God is always at work and he is inviting us all into a personal relationship with him for the sake of doing amazing things in this earth through him, not through ourselves, through him. It is his spirit. I always tell people, if I do anything good, it ain't me because there is no good in me, but what God is in me. That's it. And that's what Eunice just said in this book writing. She couldn't have done this. She couldn't have wrote this. She's not even living it. (laughs) That's God. That's the glory of God manifesting in her. If you want to use the word manifestation, you know, we hear that a lot these days. Manifest, manifest. You're going to manifest the life you want. No, you're not manifesting the life you want. You're just speaking uh, ill, empty words. That's all you're doing. Because it's not going to come to pass. And even if you thought it was going to come to pass, it was already in the plan. And you just got in alignment some kind of way. But that is not your manifestation. It's not your words. It's God's plan for your life that's manifesting every day. That's it. Um, but anyways, I'm not going to get too far. But I listen, y'all. Okay, I'm, I'm going to move on. Um, so, Eunice, you talked about your journey in writing um, You know, The Untouched Part. You talked about the retreat, the pandemic. And... Um, you know, all of us went through the pandemic, right? Um, and I just want to, you know, ask this question to the listeners right now, and even to myself, and even to Eunice. I know she wrote this book during the pandemic, but I'm sure that there was, and she grew closer to God. But what did you take away from the pandemic now? What did you, in, in the year 22, when this uh, season is released, um, I believe in July um, or late June, when... I mean, what did you take away from the pandemic? Did you go closer to God or did you get deeper into your your sinful life? Did you repent? Because I I know some people who came to Christ throughout the pandemic. They couldn't find no other hope. Right. And Mm so I just want to bring that out really quick about the pandemic, because everybody wants to look at the pandemic from a negative light. But all I see is positive from the pandemic. Why am I able to see it that way? I believe it's because of Romans 8.28 of God works all things for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So even the pandemic was work for our good. Why? Because it shut us down from everything. We couldn't even go to church and and put on our dummy cake faces and go to church. (laughs) Church. We had to sit at home. I have me. I sat at home in my pajamas. I don't even think I brushed my teeth half of the days. Um, and I I watched church from my from my from my couch. But you know what I learned in that is that I, there was nobody looking around at me, so I wasn't worried about whether I was screaming too loud or if I was crying, if I was looking ugly, if I was crying, um, if the pastor the what the pastor was speaking, you know, through the Holy Spirit and him uh, to me was hitting a part of me that I didn't like. I didn't have to fake it. I really sat there with it and I addressed it and I took it to the Lord in prayer. And uh, I fasted more because 
the restaurants was closed. <laughs> so I couldn't eat, you know. And so it, it just, I grew so much in the pandemic. But what I want to point out is that I didn't, I didn't grow where I didn't grow like I, I should have. I, I, there was things that, I, you know, like Eunice said, when she starts projects, she doesn't finish. I wanted to like join that membership because I I'm, I'm a part of that committee. Um, I definitely am a person that don't finish projects. Um, and I just, I don't know. I just wanted to bring that out. I don't have any type of solution. So if you ask, if you're looking for a solution for that, I don't have a Help solution. Us, please. SOS. <laughs> What'd you say, uh, Eunice? Yeah, I said if they have any solution, they can help us. SOS. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. I just wanted to bring that out that I didn't grow like I should have. I didn't utilize my time during the pandemic. Looking back, I, I didn't utilize it like I should have. Um, there's a book that God has placed inside of me. I've told y'all about it before. God's plan versus my plan. I have pushed that book off so much. So much. And I should have finished it in the pandemic. But I didn't. Right. So, um, like I said, like you said, we don't have a solution. So if you got something, help us out. Um, send in, send in the, the solution to us um, by God's grace. So anyways, Eunice, did you want to share any other pieces with us about that journey in writing the book? Say that again, Valora. I said, did you want to share any other aspects of your journey in writing The Untouched Part? Okay, it wasn't even, I'll just say this part, um, it wasn't really straightforward at some point. You know, Satan would definitely attack. So uh, at some point, my dad, of course, you know, I told you this retreat was, you know, my parents' idea that I should go for a while. And it wasn't like, because honestly, I'm, I'm not going to say my personal encounters with God and things that happened, but honestly, I didn't want to leave that place. I wanted to die i wanted to just go and be with jesus and because mm. i was like no i can't come back to the world nah thing you know but um at some point my dad you know called me why are you still there this was not, and of course you know i said to you that nobody could reach me because i put my phones up because they so they had to come see my pastor coming i was so shocked like how did my pastor even know like people will come and see me like what is going on we can't reach you everybody's worried <laughs> you know because i sort of an active member in church and I think lockdown had been eased at this point a bit so churches were being open in like small mm. bits like so everyone was wondering and stuff and nobody could reach me of course so my dad was like what are you doing why are you still here you know we're trying to plan to you know reopen school and then you're you're, you're just here by yourself and I told him, oh, I'm writing a book. I remember I had fasted throughout the day before, you know, planning to tell my dad, like, oh, I'm writing a book, thinking he'll be excited and everything. And then my dad was like, what do you mean you're writing a book? You know, is that what the agreement was? The agreement was you should go for a retreat. And, you know, it was just, uh, I don't, I wouldn't go into details of that, but, you know, the Lord took control, the Lord took control. So um, there was a time when that writing of that book would have ended, you know, but god has the hearts of kings in his in his in his um hands and through his mercy he turned the hearts of my parents you know to support and everything and yeah and my dad you know has ordered the most copies of the book so far you know he ordered many copies and yes so we thank god that is beautiful so eunice how long was the span how long were you there so i i went there on the 14th of july 2020 mm -hmm. and I started writing the untold part in August. I'll say like the f the first Friday in August, and then I was supposed to probably go home say end of August, but I ended up being there until October. So I was wow. done writing the untold part on the seventh of October, and then I think I stayed an extra week. So let's just say I came back out on the fourteenth of October. So a total of four months, no, three yes. months. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Wow. That was so good. Oh my 90 gosh. days. <laughs> mm. Whew, that's that's ooh. that's deep. Um, so after finishing this book, you said you finished it around the seventh, right? Of October. Yes. How did you feel? What did you um, feel? Tell me about that. Like writing that last sentence mm. and knowing that it was the last sentence. 
let me read it again to see if I'll just remember mm, what that's it good. like. Let me see. Um, so the last sentence says, or the last part says, my name is Eunice Colin Hefzibah, a vessel of God's mercy, an apostle to the Christians. As long as I remain in this world, I am not of this world. Let no man trouble me again, for I bear on my body, heart, and soul the marks of Jesus Christ. Now all has been heard. Here is the fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the duty of all mankind. For God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it is good or evil. To him be glory forever. Amen. I remember I went on my knees. I went on my knees and I was just thanking God. I felt joy. I felt joy. I felt joy. I felt joy. I felt released. I felt something had caught virtue had gone out of me. You know, Come on, you birthed that baby. When, yeah. <laughs> when that lady, the woman with the issue of blood touched Jesus, you know, I mm-hmm. felt like something has, you know, I was I was joyful. I was so thankful to my publishers. I was so thankful. I was filled with so much joy. I was, I was so happy. God was, I was to God. I was worshiping him. I have a video where I recorded everything. I didn't want to forget those moments. I recorded, I was crying. I was worshiping, just thanking God for his mercies, you know? So yes. um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. Beautiful. I just, Oh gosh. I just I just had a vision of you like in the hospital bed. I know I'm very yeah, y'all I'm very graphic so just bear with me y'all. I just had a video of a video a, a picture of Eunice or like a clip or whatever of Eunice in the hospital bed pregnant with the untouched part and delivering mm. the untouched yeah. part and just seeing yeah. her baby and smiling yeah. and hugging yeah. her baby Absolutely. and saying thank you lord for Absolutely. using me to be the vessel to bring this beautiful mm. beautiful mm. baby into the world that's going to bless nations mm. that's going to touch people all over the world that they don't even know that they're going to reach oh my god mm. listen come on lord Come on, God. <laughs> okay, I'm Bellora, I don't know if you've seen that video of I posted recently on sermons on the go. Actually, that was the word I used. I said I was pregnant and I delivered. But you see, shortly after, I felt empty. I was like, am I even a Christian? You know, it's this thing is, is warfare. And I posted about it because I felt so empty. I felt useless. I felt so insecure. And that's the thing. After a victory, we need to be very careful. Jesus. I felt so empty after. Because when you offload, you know, it's like, okay, you're back to the dregs. I'm not going to be on a permanent high. I told you I didn't even want to leave that place. But God, you know, told me to leave and everything. That you can't be on the mountain forever. You go back to the valley and apply the lessons that you've learned on the mountain. You know, so there was a time of a crisis of faith. And I've been vocal about my struggle with depression and all of these things. And honestly, the episode where I just wanted to go, I wanted to take myself away. And I was just asking, like, is God going to understand? Is he going to see the pain? Is he going to let me in? And it was like, if you go, you know what the end is. So that came in shortly after. That was when I was back out. So there's that thing where we offload, we give birth. We have to go back. That's why we need to go back and keep making love to God so that we become pregnant. Not because we want to necessarily bring us home. And that's the best. And that's why I said there was no idea behind it. You know, when God's ways, we can't just know it. We don't know it. You know, the Holy Spirit, it's like the wind. We don't know when it comes or where it goes or where it goes, you know, how it comes or how he goes, you know. But when we feel empty after, we go back to that. That's why Jesus said, abide in me. Without me, you can do nothing, you know. So... When we have victories, when we bear fruit, when we are pregnant, when we deliver, we must go back to that place of intimacy and remain there because you would feel useless. One of the painful sights for me is hearing about Christians who have, who used to be there, who used to be vibrant, who used to be there, and then they just went off. It's just that simple command of not abiding. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot, as the vine cannot bear fruit except it abide in the vine, no more can ye except you abide in me. For without me, we can do nothing. John chapter 15, verse 5. 
that verse abide abide in jesus we must go back otherwise we will go like a mad person and the world will laugh at us you know that you who did not count the cost jesus said that we must count the cost before we take before we follow him because if not they will say that we're like that person who wanted to build a house and they're not planned properly so we don't have any option in this journey we can't go back like you see if i say i don't know god at this point i'm lying Mm. So there is no going back to the world. It's there is no going back. It's like they're gonna laugh at you. Oh, you did this, you but it's not from a thing of fear. It's a delight to know God. So it's not from a thing of fear or oh, I can't go back. So I have to stay here and struggle. I've said it the, the day I begin to struggle to be a Christian, I'm gonna stop being a Christian because I cannot the, the Christian faith is an it's not a hard journey. I heard it recently from a Filipino preacher, Peter Tanchi. You should check him out on YouTube. He's very, very sound preacher. And he said something, the, the Christian journey, it's not hard. It's impossible. It's impossible. So I'm not going to struggle. I'm not going to. So it's not about, oh, I want to remain a Christian so people don't laugh at me. No, no, no. I don't mind laughing at me. That's your business. I don't care. I've laughed at But the thing is, if I'm going to, it has to be with the Holy Spirit. It has to be with Christ enabling me to do the things, you know, so, um, yeah so yeah i back him uh, you know shortly after especially that actually happened after the book launch you know where there was all the pomp you were at my book launch so you saw how glorious it was after shortly after then i felt so empty so useless you know but thank god who um who has you know promised that he'll never leave nor forsake us you know yeah wow um so you said something you said a few things but i just want to highlight the fact that you said you felt empty after you gave birth and it reminded me of postpartum depression. Have you ever heard of that term? Yes. You know, and just for those of you, I'm almost a hundred percent certain everybody has heard this term on this podcast that's listening to this podcast because it is the golly girl podcast. And so most golly girls and women know about postpartum depression, but it's when a, when a mother delivers her child and, the hormones and um, in her body begin to imbalance and she begins to feel depressed. And I would like to say she, she begins to feel empty because she's no longer carrying Mm. the birth. She's scared. She's no longer carrying the baby. She's the victory is over for her. She's like, the attention is off of her. Ooh, Jesus. Um, Mm. She is no longer who they're looking at Mm. for the baby. She hmm. is now just the nurturer. She's the one to care for the one that they're looking at. My God. And so, like Eunice said, we got to go back and make love again so we can hmm. get pregnant again. So we can keep having these victories. Um, and know that it took some time before you birthed that baby. It took nine months before you birthed that baby. It took 90 days before you birthed that baby. So hmm. there's a process. You're not just going to go and make love one time. Oh, Jesus, yeah. my Lord, my God. Mm. You're not going to go and make love one time and then get mm. pregnant. You know, and it does happen like that, but I'm just speaking spiritually here. If y'all will yes. follow with me in your spirit and not with your flesh, you're not going to get pregnant that one time. You're going to have to keep making love and keep talking and keep communicating and keep uh, going on dates and keep reading and studying and all of that before you get pregnant with the big thing. So I don't know who that was for, but when I heard you say that, it was just like, boom, it dropped in my spirit about postpartum depression. And I had to mm, put that absolutely. out there. That was um, it. Yeah. So that, that, that was, this episode has been mind blowing y'all. Listen, God is good. God is good. God is good. That's what I mean when I say God is good. Um, I mean, God is good when I, when I buy a new house, he's good. He's good when I get married. He, he's good. He's good when I birth a, a, an actual, you know, human. Um, he's good, you know, do all, throughout all of those, you know, those world, you know, victories, if you will, those earthly victories. But God is good when I can experience him in, in a podcast episode. That's, that's God is good for me. That's, that's the level that I'm at. And I know that there are higher levels in, in God. I, I seek to uh, attain every level in God that I can uh, while here on earth. Uh, but that's the level that I'm at. I'm looking for God in everything. And in, in me going to wash these dishes, I'm looking for God to show me that I gave you these dishes. There was food on these plates. Come on, listen. Okay, I'm not going to preach. Um, 
praise God. Um, Eunice, last question for you before we kind of close out. Um, this has been absolutely amazing, but we got so much more for season three for y'all. And I hope and pray that y'all stay tuned because if you don't, you will miss out. I will just tell you that you will miss out, but you really won't miss out because you can always go back and listen to them. But, um, amen. So the, the last question that I got from, for you, uh, Eunice is what's the main thing you want readers to take away from the untouched part? Well, Mm-hmm. And if there's um, one thing I understand that share. Yes. So there are different things. There's the part of even okay, but let me but I would add this actually, and you said it earlier, I'll say all things work together for good. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're reading this book, you probably think, Oh, this is one spiritually sound person, da 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 da. I had gone through terrible breakup in the year 2019 and um you know i found a verse in scripture that just described my situation it was good to for me to be afflicted that i might lend thy statutes i'm some 119 verse 71 you know that pain pushed me and threw me into the word of god because i was so sure that it was going to work out i was so sure that we're going to marry he was a born again christian was a an absolutely amazing man um so that's not working. And I, I thought it was like a Hosea Gomer situation where he had been called to just love me despite my, you know, um, setbacks and my flaws. And, you know, I just thought it was just a done deal. So for that relationship to end, I just threw myself into God. And by the grace of God, I have been growing. I say, like, if he should hear me speaking about scripture now, he'll probably not even um, know that he's the same person, you know, because there are some things he used to speak about scripture then I did, I couldn't relate to. You know, but the story has changed today. Um, so firstly, I will just say that people might not get this from reading the book, but then they have the advantage of speaking to or hearing from the writer. And I will just say the first thing is take your relationship with God seriously. There is no there is no other thing. There is no other there is no other way to do life. You know, um Christianity, when you read the book, you see that Christianity has changed when you read about the matters that you know people who gave their lives for the sake of god like gave their self like christianity is not about what we can get in this life christianity is an eternal religion christianity is is not a thing is christianity is not a religion of highs christianity has so many lows like for goodness sake read look at how look at how David, you know, I'm reading some of the Psalms. He he would ask himself, why is my heart so sad? And why am I so discouraged? And he would encourage himself, hope thou in God. I want people to know that I don't know your brand of Christianity. Mm. I don't know the brand that you're following. I don't know how you're world. But get your Christianity from the Bible. Get your Christianity from the past. Christianity is not a new religion. If you want to know the authentic thing, go back to the past. Go back and read Christian history. Go back and see these people that started. Study the life of Paul. Study the life of the early church fathers. Look at how people have grown. And then we see this this thing we're doing today. Sometimes I just wish, sometimes I'm not even a Christian because it's like, oh yeah, maybe you're just being radical. But it's like, if we're in it, let's be in it. Hot, let's be hot. If we're cold, let's be cold, you know? So just take this thing seriously and remember life is fleeting. It's easy for us to just live in the moment and then forget and say you only live once. But we don't live once. We live forever, whether in hell or whether in heaven. Mm. You either mm-hmm. die every day or you live every day. So you can die at any time. You can go at any point. And there were so many shocking deaths that year, 2020. So many shocking deaths. One of them, she was in my school with me. She was a beautiful girl, TTA, you know, had lovely hair, long hair. And she died. At what age? So death is not a function of age. You know, even if you live or get 20 years you're still going to go so i want people to be looking at living their lives you know from the lens of eternity you know and yes the lord the holy spirit will minister to you you know it's um the book is hard it's it's hard you know it it would sound like oh this person just does not have any grace but i if it comes that way as velora said fight god not me Mm-hmm. but um it's just from a place of love i this is this is a labor of love 
you know, just for those who are seeking God, to truly seek him with all your heart. Seek him with all your heart, you know. It's not about the untaught part. If you don't read the untaught part, then go to the Bible. Yes. And start quoting what the Bible says. You know, um, yeah, that's 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 a bit of it. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Um, so, y'all, this is just kind of like our intro. Um, and I just want to thank you, Eunice, for the... Um, for your time, for your efforts, and just even wanting to uh, partner with me on the the podcast to to get this out, and I pray that God honors your um, your efforts, your time, and your mm-hmm. obedience. Um, yeah, I just I just pray that He overflows your cup, um, and mm-hmm. I pray that all of your heart's desires that align with his will, which I know they will be, um, they will be answered. They will come to pass because that is his will. Um, but I just pray that through this series, through this season of this podcast, that people will truly begin to, um, have a desire for the untouched part, have a desire for, like you said, the lows of this Christian walk. Um, and embrace that um, as in suffering with Christ, um, which is what we are called to do as followers of Christ. Um, I'm so honored to be on here with you um, as my sister. Um, And so y'all, that is season three, episode one, just kind of like the intro into the untouched part. What you can expect uh, in the upcoming episodes is us just digging into some of the um, some some of the aspects of the book, some of the chapters, some of the um, specific topics, like the dummy cake that you heard. Um, and there is another one, uh, John 6, uh, the 666 syndrome. I, I may be butchering that. Yeah. Goodness, but, John 6, um, 6, yeah. 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 So just, we're going to be just diving into some of those, uh, those other parts of the book in the upcoming episodes and just, with the hopes of that you would grow in your knowledge of Christ um, for sure, but that you would pick up this book and allow God to do what, like I said in the beginning, like what he wants to do through you in this book Um, and what he's doing through me. um, As I continue to journey through this book, I have read it from cover to cover, um, but I definitely seek to go back and um, read it again and again and again, as you know, I would think one would do if they read from cover to cover the Bible, um, I would hope that they would go back over and over and over and over again to do it. Um, I have not achieved that accomplishment yet. Um, I don't know that that is even an accomplishment that I would like to um, to cover because <laughs> of how I can go over one verse and over and over and over again and, and continue to yeah. and grow. But yeah. um, by God's grace, whatever he sees fit for me. But nevertheless, that's what you can expect in the upcoming episodes. Um, again, I want to thank you, Eunice. I want to thank every person that's listening and I want to implore you that um, as you listen to these episodes in this season that you don't just let it be something that go in one ear and out the other you know I'm not a vain person um, and I hope that you aren't either and that you want to um, everything that you you listen to you want to be able to uh, let it add to your life um, let it grow you let it um, let it bless you truly so um, Eunice Will you pray? Will you close us out in prayer on this episode? Yes, sure. Our Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord God, for who you are. You're an amazing God. We'll never just fully understand you, your heart, your loving kindness, and your tender mercies, Lord. Mm. Father, we say thank you for who you are. Thank you for being God. Thank you for being alive. Thank you for being in control. Thank you for being above all and overall. Father, we say thank you in the name of Jesus for this episode that we recorded after so many postponements that you finally made to come together so beautifully this day, this um, fourth day of June, 2022. Father, I just say thank you, Lord. I thank you for your vessel, Velora this blessing to humanity that you've given unto us. I pray, oh God, you'll continue to fill her up and her cup will continue to run over, oh God. For every listener here, oh God, who has been 
who has listened to this episode, Lord, I pray that, Lord, you would minister to them. Your Holy Spirit would come at the point of their need, open their eyes of understanding, quicken their spirits, give them a desire to grow in you, grow in your knowledge, O oh God, that your name may be glorified. Come in the rest of this Lord, let it be for your glory and your praise alone. Thank you, Father, for answered prayers. And thank you so much, Lord, for choosing me, O oh God, as the unworthy vessel. But out of your mercy, you chose me. Lord God, I say thank you. You know how grateful I am. I love you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for answered prayers. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Beautiful prayer. Thank you, Eunice. Thank you again, Eunice, for the time. Thank you, God, for this opportunity. I pray that it is pleasing to your sight and to your spirit, oh God. Um, ladies, you. golly girls, I pray and hope that you all were blessed. Listen, I know you were blessed. Um, as I always say, I know you were blessed because I was blessed. So if you weren't blessed, then check your spirit. Check your spirit. Um, <laughs> we will see y'all. And I think we're going to do this every week. So I'm going to say we'll see y'all in another week. Love y'all. Be blessed. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Godly Girl Talk. I pray that something was said that spoke directly to your heart and situation. Please refer to the show notes for all the gems shared throughout today's episode. Also, be sure to check out our website at www.godlygirlinc.org. That's www.godlygirl. INC.org, where you can explore all things Golly Girl. And lastly, please don't forget to subscribe, share, and rate this podcast. I'll see you next week, Golly Girl. Be blessed. Mwah.